On today's Kibuka podcast episode, we hear about massacres at Nyabisindu Church in Muhanga District that wiped out Tutsis that were hiding in and around the church. The episode also details killings at Bisesero, where thousands of Tutsis from different parts of Chibuye and Yikongoro had fled and managed to fight off attacks until Friday 13th, May 1994. When attacks were much stronger and much more heavily armed than they had previously been. On 12th May 1994, massacres of Tutsis at Adeper Church, Mohanga. The massacres of Tutsis in Yamabuye commune intensified on April 23, 1994. Thereafter, Tutsis from the surrounding area started to flee to the Adeper Nyabisindu Church, located in Yamabuye sector, Mohanga district. Some Tutsis had taken refuge at the church, but there were also Chivuye and Nyachonga refugees who were camping there. The latter had fled from some of the war zones in the communes of Jumba Prefecture, including the Chivuye commune. Hence, refugees at Nyabisindu became so many and some of them were living in the nearby primary school owned by the Adeper Church. Church officials categorized the refugees based on their ethnicity. One day, Pastor Sagahutu and another lady sat in front of the church. One was in charge of counting Hutus and the other in charge of the Tutsis. Hutu refugees from Chivuye and Nyachonga, as well as other refugees from Kigali, were taken to a better place while the Tutsi refugees were mistreated. Among the Tutsi refugees, some were from various parts of Jitanama, like Chivirida. The Hutu refugees helped to call the killers who slaughtered the Tutsi refugees. Women and girls were raped while children were called to assist in their abhorrent acts. Some of the children were also forced to take part in the transgressions. Before the extermination date, the prefect of Jitarama Prefecture, Major Ukritie Yezu Jean Damasen, and the sous-prefet Misa Antoine, together with Adepere head pastor Nyandugi Enoch, ordered that the Tutsi refugees should be taken to a place called Misizi because they intended to kill them far from the city. They escorted the refugees. The killers accompanied them with traditional weapons including axes. One vehicle was in front and the other behind, all the way to Jitarama town. Along the journey, Killers would kill some and dump them in the drainages. When the refugees arrived in Jitarama town, at the market, they rioted and refused to go to Misizi. They rather tried to flee towards Kabgai by force. Some of them were killed, but others managed to flee and reached Kabgai. They were the first refugees to be housed at the CND in Kabgai. Because of the awful life at CND and the constant attacks by Nirhamgin which many succumbed, some of the refugees decided to return to Adeper Nyabisindu in absolute secrecy. Consequently, on May 12, 1994, Inerangwe militia attacked them with painted faces, wearing dried banana leaves, armed with weapons like knives, axes, machetes and clubs, arrived on site and slaughtered all the Tutsis who were at the church. On that day, around 2 p.m., prisoners came to help dispose of the corpses, throwing them into the surrounding pits. They dragged them down, with some still breathing, while others were still asking for forgiveness. The rest were praying or just crying out. As the killings were underway, at the Adeper church, women and girls were being put aside to be raped later. Various tools were used to torture them. These included bottles, sharpened sticks, and banana tree buds. 121 victims of the genocide killed at Adeper church, Nyabisindu, are buried at the Nyabisindu Genocide Memorial. The killers and organizers of the Nyabisindu massacres included the prefect, Major Jean de Messenu Kritie Yezu, 
the superfay misagru tegesha antoine pastan sanzurgimo joseph the national spokesperson of adper lives in belgium pasta nyangui inok pasta gatere simon pierre upfuisoni marie gorette who was a member of parliament and secretary general of the UNSODC party created by ADPR authorities she lives in belgium pasta sagautu jean who led nyabisindu parish and lives in zambia pasta munyeboyi amon also living in zambia pasta kagurano gerald pasta gakwere Cyprien, who lives in uganda pasta utaziru wanda leon who lives in tanzania pasta ngubito noel nzijira who was a staff at jitarama prefecture andre also called rurguinda Nirema Todomir who was the councillor, Rgwajekare, Tito and others. On 13th May 1994, massacres of Tutsis in Bisesero, former Chibi prefecture. The hills of Bisesero are located in the former Jisovu and Jishita commune, former Chibi prefecture. The hills were covered by a white dense forest. There were people living on the feet of the hill and there were also pastures for cattle. Currently, Bisesero borders four sectors of Karonji district, namely Mubuga, Jishita, Gwanghuwa, and Tkumba. Bisesero was home to approximately 60,000 Tutsis, and the area is known for the self-defense manifested by the Tutsi during the genocide against the Tutsi. Tutsi from different parts of Chibuye and Yikongoro prefectures including Rubengera, Rutsiro, Gwamatamu, Jisovu, Yikongoro, Jishita, and Jitesi decided to flee to Bisesero because it was home to several families of Tutsis. And since 1959, they are known for their heroic resistance against the massacres that targeted them. Those who took refuge in Bisesero were believing that if they joined their efforts, they would fight and defeat the killers. Thanks to their collective resistance, killers had failed to neither burn Tutsi's houses nor seize any of their cows. On April 7, 1994, when the news about Abjarimana's death went viral, the killers started murdering Tutsis in some areas of Chibuye and Yikongoro. The survivors fled to Bisesero. Though the Tutsis of Bisesero had also left their homes to Moira and Jitkwa Hills hoping to be safe there. Other Tutsis who fled to Bisesero were those who survived from other areas including Mubuga Church, Gwamatamu, Jitkwa, Gatkwaro Stadium, Kayove among other places. Resistance of Tutsis who fled to Bisesero against the attacks. Tutsis spent a long time confronting the killers and retaliating. Some of the Hutu attackers were killed and Tutsis confiscated their guns though they did not have skills to use them for their own defense. Tutsi self-defense lasted for long though they were using sticks, stones, spears, bows against killers with firearms. Tutsis from Jisovu and Rugwanghuwa, the northern part of Bisesero, fought from Moira Hills while others rallied on Jitkwa Hill in the south of Bisesero. They were committed to make sacrifices and bravely fight Hutu attackers and kill some of them. Hence, Tutsis defeated the killers in various attacks, seized their weapons, and the latter became weak and ran away. The Ineremwe attack started on April 7, 1994, and the Tutsis of Bisesero would come together to identify where the attacks were from in a bid to prevent them from entering Bisesero. When the killers came in the morning, Tutsis gathered on top of the hill and assaulted them with stones. And at the same time, when they ran out of stones, they would all go down the hill at once and physically confront the killers obstruct them from killing women and children and their cows tutsis would resist until killers get tired and run away in addition tutsis who felt weak would join their comrades on the other hills to join hands and ensure their victory attacks were from various places that included jisovo commune guamatamu ngoma 
Mobuga commune and Jishita commune, but killers were from all the communes of Chibuye prefectures and others from some communes of Jikongoro. Tutsi fighters were led by Bidara Aminadab, his son Zijira, Seji Kware, Haviambere, and Paul Bitega. Unfortunately, they were all killed later. Tutsis who survived in Visesero include Karamaga Simeon, Aaron Gakoko, and Vensa Munyaneza. As Tutsis in Visesero had been fighting the Inerami for days, through the end of April, officials including former Chibuya prefect Kaishama Klema, ATL, wrote a letter to Edward Karemira, the former minister of interior, who was from Chibuye. They were seeking his support to be able to expel Tutsis, whom they called Inghotanyi, from Bisesero. Karemira pledged to seek help from the former army chief in Jisenyi, Colonel Anatol Senjiunva, with whom they had started negotiating about that support. From May 1, 1994 to May 12, 1994, there were no further attacks in Bisesero. Tutsis started taking rest, thinking there'd be no more attacks. Some started to return to their normal activities such as agriculture, animal husbandry, among others. However, killers had taken recess to plan other deadly attacks. They spent two weeks fine-tuning the plans to exterminate Tutsis who had taken refuge in Bisesero. The Friday of May 13, 1994 was the first day of relentless attacks on Bisesero. Contrary to the previous days, attackers included even soldiers, the Inerami from different parts, and prominent killers from Bugarama in Changugu, Jisenyi, Ruhenjiri, and Jikongoro. The top leaders had guns with them and included Eyezerini Tejeka, former minister, Klema Kaishema, Chibuye prefect, Alfred Musema, director of Jisovo Tea Factory, Obedru Zindana, a prominent businessman, and his brother Joseph Mahambara, Charles Sikubgao, the mayor of Jishita commune, Alois Ndimbati, the mayor of Jisovu commune, Gerard Nachirutimana, head of Mugonero Hospital, John Yusuf Mnyakazi, chief of Ineramgin Bugaramachangugu, among others. All of them were familiar with leading attacks against Tutsis in different parts of Chibuye and Changugu. The killer started on April 13, 1994, from 9 a.m. till 4 p.m. Government officials, soldiers, and Ineramgin arrived in big numbers carried by Unatrakom buses, trucks seized from killed Tutsis, Collars trucks normally used in construction of activities of Chibuyejitama Road and other small vehicles. They started to kill Tutsis in Visesero, on Muya and Jitkwa Hills, where they had taken refuge. Tutsis failed to fight back as usual and could not withstand the heavy weapons in the possessions of the killers. The killers attacked Tutsis while shouting, Let us destroy them. They shot Tutsis, threw grenades at them, while other killers used traditional weapons. After a short time, Bodies of children, women, and the elderly were scattered everywhere. The Basesero, Tutsis from Bisesero, were hugely defeated and many of them were killed. More than 30,000 Tutsis were reported killed that day. The killings stopped around 5.30 p.m. on that day. And afterwards, killers held a meeting at a place called Kuchapa between Jishita and Jisovo communes to plan how the killings would be carried out the next day. At that place, Eliezeni Tejeka grabbed a Tutsi girl stripped her off her clothes and raped her in front of other killers and immediately threw her at the Ineramwe who chopped her up. Again, the killers returned on May 14, 1994 and killed Tutsis. Less than 10,000 Tutsis survived that day. They started to hide in the bushes and running in the hills trying to escape the Ineramwe who were shooting and killing them gradually. Tutsis who were injured were hunted by dogs. The prominent perpetrators of the genocide in Misesero were convicted, others are still on the run. They include Karemera Edouard, 
he was sentenced to life imprisonment by the International Criminal Tribunal for Rwanda and died in prison. He was sentenced to life imprisonment by the International Criminal Tribunal for Rwanda and died in prison. He was convicted of genocide crimes by the International Criminal Tribunal for Rwanda and sentenced to 10 years in prison. He was convicted of genocide crimes by the International Criminal Tribunal for Rwanda and sentenced to 15 years in prison. He was convicted of genocide crimes by the International Criminal Tribunal for Rwanda and sentenced to 25 years in prison. Muhima Anamika, he was convicted of genocide crimes by the International Criminal Tribunal for Rwanda and sentenced to life imprisonment. Mhambara Joseph, he was convicted of genocide crimes by the Dutch courts and sentenced to life imprisonment. Kaishema Clement, he was convicted of genocide crimes by the International Criminal Tribunal for Rwanda and sentenced to life imprisonment. Musema Alfred, he was convicted of genocide crimes by the International Criminal Tribunal for Rwanda and sentenced to life imprisonment. Ruzindana Obed, he was convicted of genocide crimes by the International Tribunal for Rwanda and sentenced to 25 years in prison. Munyakazi John Yusuf, he was convicted of genocide crimes by the International Criminal Tribunal for Rwanda and sentenced to 25 years in prison. Furere Abel, former mayor of Guamatamu commune. Sega Tarama Simon, he was counselor of Jitabura sector. Sebahire John was a police officer and died in Bisesero. Rutaganira Vincent, he was the counselor of Mubuga sector. Rukazamnyambi, he was a police officer from Rutsiro and died in Visesero. Many perpetrators involved in the killings of Tutsis in Visesero fled justice. They include Habimana Joseph, former counselor of Tukumba sector. He suspected to be living in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Nzihonga Elize, he was a teacher in Jitaura sector. He lives in Congo forests. Musabjimana Pierre, an ex-fire soldier from Jisovu sector, He's allegedly living in forest in Congo. Ndamaje, former secretary of Jisovu commune, he fled and never returned. Kaijema Alexis, he was the director of Iga Jisovu and currently lives in France. Kamiri, son of Mhamira, was a trader in Mubuga, he fled to Uganda. Tukwajirayezu Jean-Baptiste was sentenced by Gachacha. Njiraje Zedan, former deputy mayor of Jishita commune. Bujingo Joseph, former mayor of Jisovu commune. Father Tukwajirayezu Marcel, Former parish priest of the Catholic parish of Mubuga, he fled to France. Bizimungu, ex-far soldier. Karibana Yuzaya, former deputy mayor of Jishita commune, he fled after the genocide. Mohirgwa Uziel, former advisor of Mosenye sector, among others. Sikubgawa Charles, he escaped justice, and the International Criminal Tribunal for Rwanda issued an arrest warrant against him. Dimbati Alois, he escaped justice and is wanted by the International Criminal Tribunal for Rwanda. Thank you for listening to another episode of Kwibuka Podcast. As always, make sure you leave us a review, sharing what you like about the podcast, and share with others who would be interested in listening.